Hello again, folks. This is Neil Grant, author of the upcoming book, Words of Wisdom from a Christian Mentor, Practical, Real-Life, and Holistic Advice for the Graduate Transitioning into Adulthood. My last podcast, Living a Healthy Lifestyle, was, to me, probably the most important piece of advice I can give the young person. As you age, it doesn't matter how wealthy you are, how much power you possess, or your place in society. If you do not have good health, you cannot enjoy life. And you know what? You have to start living a healthy lifestyle now so that you can enjoy your golden years uh, doing what you really want to do for the rest of your life. It's so easy to fall in the trap of eating poorly, not exercising, or getting stressed out, which could result in you being bedridden, have poor mobility, or be very limited in what you can do. This is not God's plan for you, so treat your body well and start doing it now. As a corollary to that philosophy, this podcast addresses the topic of nutrition to give you some guidelines on how to eat in a way that will facilitate you living a healthy lifestyle. Well, my last podcast was probably the best advice I can impart to you. This may be the most controversial one, as there are so many experts out there telling you what to eat. When I gave a friend one of my favorite books noted later, he said, well, where's the beef? And I'm pretty sure that the details or technology behind this eating style weren't of interest. Another couple stated that their dietitian probably would not approve of this plan. So this is not for everyone, but to me, the science behind this is technically sound and worthy of serious consideration. I took it upon myself to do extensive research on nutrition two years ago, and I was surprised that it proved that my previous thoughts on healthy eating were incorrect, so that I wanted to share this information with you. This podcast is basically a compilation of information from six books I read, countless websites I visited, and many videos I've watched. This new concept of eating a high-fat, low-carbohydrate, high-protein, and low or zero sugar containing diet is so off, so different from the basic classic food pyramid. However, recent medical studies are proving that this premise is beneficial and these basic eating habits are gaining traction throughout the country. If I had to categorize this in a few words, it would be the keto or paleo eating plan. Note, it's not a diet, it's a way of life. Please let me repeat this as important, it's a way of life. As it has been successful for me, I really wanted to share the top 10 things I have learned with you. The six books which have convinced me to change my eating habits are as follows. One, Dr. Steve Gundry's, a noted heart surgeon, his book, The Longevity Paradox, How to Die Young at a Ripe Old Age. This embellishes his experience as a surgeon and longtime doctor curing people by altering their eating habits and dispels long-held myths about aging. Dr. Steve, two, Dr. Steve Gundry's The Plant Paradox is a very technical treatise on the low-carb, high-fat eating regimen. His basic premise is that we are living longer, but the quality of life in our later years is sadly and remarkably decreasing. And that is basically due to the food we eat and how poorly we treat the bacteria in our gut. The Standard American Diet, acronym SAD, provides the onslaught of processed foods, sugar, carbohydrates, grains, and certain vegetable oils we now consume. With chronic inflammation being the main ingredient to premature aging, 
Dr. Gundry advocates eating habits which will minimize or stop inflammation in the body through our change in eating habits. Mark Sisson, he's an Ironman triathlete top fish finisher, his book, The Primal Blueprint, and his great website, MarksDailyApple.com, outlines the 10 principles of his blueprint to better health and also offers an abundance of information about health and nutrition, focusing on becoming metabolically flexible by burning fat and not carbs. His second book, Mark Sisson's Keto for Life, continues with his four pillars for healthy lifestyle. A. Metabolic flexibility, burn flat, fats, not glucose. B. Movement and physical exercise, keep moving and exercise slowly. C. Mental flexibility, be resilient in life, cultivating a longevity mindset. And D. Rest and recovery, get seven plus hours of sleep, which activates important detoxification processes. Inflammation is the main source of aging, and that comes from issues with the digestive system, namely the impact of grains and lectins causing a leaky gut. With invaders now in your body instead of in your intestine, your immune system attacks this disruption causing inflammation, and if it persists, premature aging. The continual invasion of unwanted material into your body from the intestines is a source of chronic inflammation. Therefore, change your diet to limit the possibility of a leaky gut, along with limiting excess glucose and insulin in your body. This is a great book and well worth reading. 5. Nora Godgettis, a certified nutritionist and neurofeedback specialist, her book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, is a great treatise for healthy eating. Primal refers to reverting back to the basics of what the caveman used to eat in the Paleolithic era, where there were no processed foods, sugars, and grains, hence the paleo way of eating, not a diet. It is very detailed and technical and at times difficult to read, but is extremely educational. And finally, Dr. Kate Shanahan, a doctor and nutrition consultant, her book, Deep Nutrition, is an exhaustive treatise on healthy eating with the focus on avoiding sugar and certain vegetable oils. All of these authors espouse the basic facets of keto or primal eating habits with the basic components of stop eating refined sugars, grains, legumes, and certain vegetable oils. 80% of the way your body responds is a result of your eating habits, and the other 20% relate to your activity level, genetics, and the environment. Sisson also emphasizes that you should maintain these habits 80% of the time and be careful the other 20%, so this can become a lifestyle just instead of another diet. So here are my top 10 nutrition points. One, macronutrient number one, proteins. These are basic to the building and repairing of body tissue and need to be a major part of your eating plan. The average person should consume 0.7 grams of protein per pound of lean body weight, which is your weight minus your estimated pounds of fat. If you are more active, the ratio may be one gram per pound of lean body mass. So the typical 150-pound person with an estimated 20% body fat will have 120 pounds of lean body weight and therefore should consume 84 grams of protein a day. If you consume excess protein, it just turns simply to sugar and carbs and are eliminated in your system. Number two, macronutrient fats. 
There are good fats and bad fats. And the key is to use and consume more good fats and avoid the bad fats. Good fats are saturated or stable ones, such as avocado, olive and coconut oils, butter, nut and seed oils, fish and animal fat. Hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated, or trans fat should be eliminated from your diet. Many of these exist in processed foods, margarine, as well as vegetable oils such as canola, cottonseed, corn, soybean, safflower, and sunflower oils. These are the three C's and the three S's. The key to a healthier lifestyle is to increase your good fat consumption and decrease the amount of carbohydrates, sugars, and starches you eat. Point number three, macronutrient number three, carbohydrates, sugars, and starches. This is the only macronutrient for which there is no physiological requirement for proper functioning of the body, i.e. the body does not absolutely need these, unlike fats and proteins. So let's talk about sugars. Eating sugars and sweets obviously increases your blood sugar levels, or glucose, which results in the production of insulin in your body. Insulin's main purpose is to get glucose out of your body as quickly as it is inflammatory and very oxidative. <clears throat> However, while insulin does, uh, does lower your blood sugar level by opening up cells to facilitate glucose being used as fuel, insulin also works to store these sugars as fat. And more importantly, insulin inhibits your body from burning fat. In trying to lose weight, you need to have a built-in mechanism to allow fat to be burned as fuel, and this cannot be done with insulin continuously being produced in your body. The key is to be, avoid being carb-dependent by becoming a fat burner so that your body is used to burning fat for which we have an unlimited resource readily available. The second one is starches, grains, bread, pasta, cereals, potatoes, chips, pastry, etc., these all turn to simple sugars when digested and are a major cause for the production of insulin and the storage of fat. Carbohydrates control insulin and insulin controls fat storage. And so eating 50 to 150 grams per day will keep you in a good weight zone. How do you know how many carbs you're eating? Go to myfooddiary.com and input the food and amount you will eat, and it will tell you the nutrition information, including the grams of carbs. The third item is grains. Many contain lectins, one of which is gluten, which when they get into the small intestine, they work to intact the mucus lining of the intestine wall, thereby allowing larger molecules to depart from the intestine and enter the body. Damage through inflammation and other issues results, thus disturbing the normal immune system, along with prohibiting optimum digestion of micronutrients that naturally occur. The last of these starches is legumes, peas, beans, peanuts, lentils, soybeans, etc. While these do indeed provide protein, they supply more carbs to your diet, resulting in the increased production of insulin. It's best to pressure cook them whenever eating them to minimize the impact they have on your digestive system. Get Goddess's book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, makes the analogy of fueling your body to building a fire. <clears throat> eating simple sugars is like adding paper to start the fire. 
Grains and legumes are like twigs. Carbohydrates are like kindling, while fats, the cleanest burning nutrient, are like logs. To keep the fire burning, if you're eating a high-carb diet, you need to keep fueling them regularly, eating small, carb-laden meals, while fats will keep you satiated and keep the fire burning longer, allowing you to eat less frequent, frequently and in smaller amounts without feeling hungry. Please note that this has been proven in recent studies that you don't get fat by eating fat, you get fat by not being able to burn fat and excess calories. Point number four of my list of 10, Gundry's basic rules of his plant biodoc system. What you stop eating is far more important to your health than what you can start eating. You should increase fat intake while eliminating or minimizing sugars, grains, and legumes. You must avoid certain unsaturated fats like canola, corn, cottonseed, soybean, safflower, and sunflower oils, as they are unstable and rapidly oxidize in your body, thus causing your immune system to go into high gear. His second point, pay attention to the care and feeding of the good bacteria in your gut, and they'll take care of you. And thirdly, you are eating what the thing you are eating ate. For example, cows eating corn and grain augmented with antibiotics to fatten them up will do the same thing to you. Number five, artificial sweeteners will kill off a significant level of good bacteria and should be avoided. These are the pink, the blue, and the yellow packets. The only acceptable one contains stevia, a plant product, which is a green packet. It's an, As I said, it's a plant-based sweetener. The worst of all sugars is high fructose corn syrup, which is in many and most processed foods sodas, sports drink, and are 20 to 30 times more damaging to your body than glucose. Point number six of 10. The basic plan should become to become a fat burner, not a sugar burner. I want you to become metabolically flexible. Eating more fats with less carbs and sugar, referred to as ketosis, will facilitate your body burning fat and not sugars, and therefore you will lose that excess body fat that we all have. Number seven, according to Get Goddess, catch this, tumors are basically masses of undifferentiated identical cells with a weak protein matrix that feeds exclusively on sugar. I know that's a mouthful, so let me describe that. So what you should do is starve the body of sugars and you will minimize the growth of unhealthy tumors, which could be cancerous. Gundry states that cancer cells need 18 times the normal amount of sugar than normal cells to grow. And if sugar is not present in your body, cancer cells cannot readily grow. Number eight, cholesterol has gotten a bad name over the years and Gedgada states that cholesterol is no more a cause of heart disease than gray hair is a cause of old age. What clogs the artery is not even composed of cholesterol, but is oxidized or rancid unsaturated fats where cholesterol tends to congregate. Number nine, I found this very interesting. Dr. Suzanne De La Monte, a noted neurological researcher at Brown University, has dubbed Alzheimer's disease as type three diabetes, stating, quote, Alzheimer's is a metabolic disease with virtually all the features of diabetes mellitus but largely confined to the brain, 
and has molecular and biological chemical features that overlap both type 1 and type 2 diabetes, unquote. What in essence she is saying is that research is now categorizing Alzheimer's disease as a similar situation to diabetes, which is generally caused by poor diet. So the push to reduce sugars and carbs from your diet is even more important as it has a number of strategic impact on your brain. And finally, number 10. I used to go on diets every January and lose about 15 pounds, but eventually this weight would return as my diet was not tuned into what really was needed to be done. I never understood the damage sugar and carbs did and therefore always went on periodic diets and exercise regimens instead of changing my long-term eating habits. I've now gone from counting calories to just eliminating harmful constituents in my diet. And it has been so liberating. Over an eight-week period with this new eating regimen, I lost 20 pounds and went from 24% body fat to 17%. And I kept it off for well over a year. So what's next? The vast majority of people will think that embarking on this program is too arduous a situation to endure, much like I originally thought. If, however, you were intent on changing your eating habits, here are my suggestions. Go on to YouTube and search for videos by Gundry, Sisson, Gedgottis, Shanahan, and also Robert Lustig, which is very technical but eye-opening. Two, read Sisson's Primal Blueprint or Keto for Life, or Gundry's Longevity Paradox. If still interested, read Gedgada's books and Dr. Kate Shanahan's books, Deep Nutrition. Three, read and search for interesting articles on marksdailyapple.com or similar blogs. Once you've developed a mindset to understand that it's important enough for you to change your eating habits, go ahead and start a six-week program as recommended by either Gundry or Sisson and then move into a maintenance program for the rest of your life using the 80-20 year rule of adherence to the program. 80% of the time, adopt this program and relax for special occasions or whenever you're in the mood 20% of the time. You'll be surprised how easy it becomes once you set your mind to the importance of living this healthy lifestyle. While this isn't for everyone, I simply wanted to let you know the basics of what I have learned and put into practice. I now eat more like my wife of 51 years who essentially has been doing this since her last cancer treatment 35 years ago. I'm just a slow learner. I'm convinced that her strict diet has been instrumental in her living a healthy lifestyle and not having any cancer return. So what's the takeaway message? Your diet is the most important part of maintaining a healthy lifestyle, far more than exercise or genetics. Look for a healthy lifestyle change and not fad diets to keep healthy for the rest of your life. Avoid sugar and unhealthy oils while minimizing carbohydrate intake and keep and let these be the key to a healthy lifestyle, along with exercise and good amounts of sleep. Don't become a health statistic. Well, thanks for listening, and I hope this has been really helpful when combined with your desire to live a healthy lifestyle. My next podcast will help you get organized. So long for now. Appreciate you listening. And when you get a minute, please visit my website, newgradadvice.com, which will go live in a month or so. Thanks for listening. Bye.